This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven problem gambling resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We're here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for treatment and support for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance for a desired reward. Problem gambling or even gambling addiction can affect anyone at any time in their life. It might not be talked about or even overlooked because it often can be easily hidden for a long time. Our hope is this podcast shines a light on problem gambling and we can share resources and information to help those who need us. The views and opinions shared by guests may not reflect the views and opinions of the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Hello again, everybody, and thank you for joining us for the latest edition of the Hidden Addiction Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Wearsbicki. I'm the team leader with the Finger Lakes and Western Problem Gambling Resource Centers. With me, of course, is Colleen Jones. Hi, Colleen. Hello, everyone. And joining us today, our very special guest is Justina. Justina, I'll give you a second to introduce yourself to everybody. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. I'm uh, Justina Ferrara. I'm the Assistant Director for the Treatment and Recovery Bureau for the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Awesome. And we thank you so much for being with us today, Justina, because um, this month is a special month in our community. It's September is Recovery Month. Mm-hmm. So we're really looking forward to chatting a little bit about um, a couple of the events going on, a couple of things that we're looking forward to in September. But just to get us started a little bit, for anybody who might be listening that really isn't that familiar with Recovery Month, why is Recovery Month something that we celebrate and something that we um, look forward to on the calendar every year? So Recovery Month is uh, an opportunity to really commemorate the um, strides that have been made by people that are struggling with mental health illness, um, substance abuse issues, as well as gambling harm. Um, so in in it is my perspective that Recovery Month is a joyous month because it really highlights the next part of the journey, really the part that everyone wants to get to, which is recovery and wellness and, you know, kind of overcoming a lot of their obstacles that come along with a lot of these challenges that I just mentioned. You know, it's, it's great. I love that you were used the word commemorate there because um, it really is an achievement. It really is something special that needs to be rewarded. It's not a difficult path that people often take on that road to recovery. So, um, you know, I so we're going to talk a little bit about the recovery picnic and walk. But before we get to that, I think one of the most important parts for people, especially when they're experiencing uh, struggling with problem gambling and any type of addiction, is that process of being of screening, the process of of identifying the the issue that they're facing. What what types of things are we looking forward to this month when it comes to screening for problem gambling? Um, Well, we are trying to, you know, every September that comes around, we do our best to promote screening as much as possible. Um, We have our website, which has a slew of resources for agencies or any kind of community-based facility to um, screen. We make it really easy for um, providers 
to kind of pull up the information needed to start asking people questions just to see if there might be a problem with gambling. Um, we also have a um, YouTube ad that we will be um, working on, you know, putting out in the YouTube social media platform to educate people on screening as well. And that's something new for us. Uh, and we're really excited to be able to expand in that type of messaging. So those are two exciting things um, that we like to talk about in terms of how to encourage people to screen. And of course, they'll have our contact information if they have more questions that um, either I or Rachel would always be um, you know, happy to answer for anybody. Yeah, and I just wanna jump in real quick and just mention that we have on our uh, recovery page on our website have a lot of links to those. Right. And just the screening is so important um, because oftentimes no one asks about gambling, right? Um, when they're doing those those types of screening. So if we're not asking, how are we going to be able to identify that someone is, is having a gambling problem, right? Right. You know, we're really inundated with um, substance abuse um, when it comes to screening. So I think oftentimes asking questions about gambling behavior gets pushed to the side. Uh, you know, we need to start carving out space for those questions to be asked as well as provide the time to answer questions because there is still a lot of um, misconceptions about what gambling looks like. So oftentimes, if you're even asked um, questions, people will be quick to dismiss those questions because everyone has a different version of what gambling behavior looks like. Uh, so, you know, to have the space to talk about it and to probe a little bit further um, is really important for messaging and, you know, to screen appropriately. And that website is nyproblemgambling.org. So if anybody listening does want to check out that recovery page or the self-screening materials, you can find it right there. And if anyone does want to get involved with screening and have a screening day within their organization, you can also reach out to your local Problem Gambling Resource Center or visit nyproblemgamblinghelp.org. And the wonderful staff at the PGRCs would be happy to help you get that in order to do a screening day. So as we're talking about our, you know, people in recovery, and I know there's there's different types of peer support available. There's different groups that are available. Um, how do those support groups and how does a, having a peer available really impact someone on their road to recovery? Uh, you know, I think I, I, I like to joke now we're, we're in the year of the peer. Um, you know, because there is so much value with connecting to someone else that walks in your shoes and says, hey, I've been exactly where you have been and I've overcome it. You know, it, it's 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 about connection. Recovery is very much about connection. And, you know, although treatment is very valuable, sometimes it's hard to, you know, connect with somebody who really hasn't lived through the challenges you're living through and hasn't really you know, gone through the depths of, you know, gambling addiction and really understand how it like pulls people in. So to look at somebody who's your peer to say like, uh, you know, I'm just like you, I work the nine to five, I, you know, I, you know, have a family and I've, you know, gotten involved with gambling and this is how it impacted me. And this is what I did in order to overcome that hump. I mean, it's very inspiring. I mean, I, again, treatment is such a value, but I have seen people, um, recover just from connecting to peers. You know, I think that's why um, Gamblers Anonymous is uh, so successful because it really is just a your community coming together and saying we share the same problem. 
uh, let's connect with one another and, you know, get to the other side of this just by supporting one another. Yeah, that's fantastic. The support always seems to play such a heavy part, especially with peers, with family. Um, in one of our past episodes, we spoke to a gentleman named Carmine and just him sharing his story. And if, if anyone listening hasn't had a chance to check that out, you can go back and listen to Carmine's story about sports betting and his, his college life. Um, and always, it never, you know, I was in a different industry before I came into this industry. And I'm, I, I'm a little surprised by how open people are when talking about their gambling. But then when I realized they're doing it because they sincerely want to help others and really help other people on that road to recovery, it's just, it's really amazing the support that people offer. And NYCPG has support, peer support available as well. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the the big event coming up. And I know you've been putting an awful lot of work into this. And I, I see the emails and all the talk about it. Um how did the idea come up? Let's start with the idea for the event mm-hmm. and then we'll kind of talk about the path to get there and what you guys decided to do at the actual event. So, so last year, um, our, our Northeast region, uh, our Northeast PGRC hosted a regional recovery walk. You know, um, if anyone in the non-for-profit field, we're very used to seeing, you know, walks to, you know, honor, you know, some sort of challenge that people are going through, especially during recovery month. So, um, you know, Rob and Amy and Brandy had come together and they did a really great um, events where they had tablers and they had people in recovery come and they hosted a walk at a park. And it was a very, um, it was, a, it was a highlight, I would say, of um, the work they had been doing, because that was really the first um, any region had really done something so specific to gambling and recovery. Um, so that inspired, that was like the, I'm looking for the word, the spark that kind of got the council thinking like, you know, I think this is the time to, um, do this on a statewide, uh, you know, arena. And that's what brought us to this year. So this year, when I came, when I came into the treatment and recovery bureau, the first thing my supervisor said to me was, you know, we're going to work on our first statewide events, um, you know, to honor those recovering from gambling harm, which, in my line of work, I've been in the treatment and recovery field for majority of my working career, and I've never once seen a recovery event solely for gambling. Um, you know, so I was really excited to work on the event. So our event will be on September 9th, which is a Saturday. Um, we are doing it in the Mid Hudson region um, in Dutchess County at Wapinger Falls. Um, you know, and it's going to be a recovery picnic and walk. There's going to be stories of hope. So there are going to be speakers there to speak on recovery. We're going to have tablers. We're going to have food. We're going to have games. We're going to have wellness activities. Uh, you know, we it's going to be more than just giving people resources. We want we want people in recovery to understand that it's wellness. Recovery is wellness. You know, it's getting involved in healthy activities and connecting with people. You know, so we're really excited um, that we're going to be having it. Um, We have, you know, the invitations floating all over. We welcome the community to come. Anyone that would benefit from the event, the event is free, but registration is necessary to attend because we are providing food. So we would like a food count, Um, you know, but that's our, you know, it's a really big event and, you know, we're really inviting everyone from the state to come. So we know for some people that's a little bit further. So we are expecting maybe more local community members to attend. However, the hope is if this is as successful as we're hoping it will be, we will be able to move it now that it's statewide, 
you know, different parts of the state. So maybe next year will be in the Western region, or maybe, you know, the following year will be in the New York City or Long Island region. So we're excited to be able to represent on a statewide level recovery as it relates to gambling. And could you just share real quick if, if somebody does want to register, how they could register for this event? Yes. So um, you... I would say the easiest way right now is to email me directly. We'll put it in the show notes so that if people people are listening, they have your email right there. Right. So that would probably be the easiest way to do it. We do also, if you Google your local PGRCs, um, like their web pages, you should be able to find the invitation right on the web page. Um, and the web page will bring you to a link where you can just register. So, you know, there, there are invitations floating around, but if that's not something you want to do, you can email me directly and I can register you myself. So now we're putting a little pressure on our editor here to get this posted quickly so that everyone out there, we're encouraging you to register and be a part of this event. Um, you know, I, and I, as you were talking about, and as I was thinking about the event coming up, I was thinking about how, especially when we're talking about addiction or we're talking about um, you know, suicide, and we're talking about domestic violence, we forget that the reason we do these walks is to support people. We want to celebrate the people that are in recovery or that are survivors. And we want, you know, we want it to be fun and we want people to enjoy those activities. So as you were mentioning some of the activities, it's so nice to hear that we're going to have some fun for the, for the picnic. So again, you can email Justina directly. It's JF as in Frank, E-R-R-E-R-A at A-R-A. It's a challenging one. I don't even know my own email address. It's J F E. See, I said fun, and now we can't get through the discussion. F E. It's J F E R R A R A at nycpg.org. And we're encouraging you, you know, again, there's you had me at food, so feel free to register. And we look forward to seeing you there. Now, tell me a little bit about the, you mentioned story sharing. Are you, are the story sharing, is this going to be, um, is it peers? Is it family? Is it people in recovery? Or what kind of stories are going to be shared? I know at our conference, that's usually in March for Problem Gambling Awareness Month. And um, one of the most valuable things for me when I do, when I go to our own conference is listening to the stories of people who have been through it, people in recovery. And it really has that impact. It reminds us, you know, about this is why we do what we do. So is that what we're going to be hearing from the story sharing? Yes. So, you know, we're we're lucky enough where we're going to have a little bit of representation from different um, peers. So we're going to have somebody in recovery from gambling harm. We're going to have a, love, um, a loved one in recovery. Uh, so which means like either, the, you know, their mother or their father was the gambler and they were, you know, just in the family and they were affected by it. And then we're also going to have a woman who's in recovery um, from gambling, which holds a special place in my heart because I do feel in general, um, women are not talked about enough when it comes to gambling harm, especially when it comes to recovery. So the fact that we're going to have, um, you know, a lovely individual kind of represent, um, you know, females dealing with addiction, we're really excited. Uh, and, you know, we'll probably have as well some advocates, just people who are allies um, to people in recovery speak as well, because I think I think it's safe to say anyone who works for the council is pretty closely connected to uh, the work. And we really feel passionate about um, people who are able to overcome this addiction. 
And I did hear there's going to be some other types of activities like uh, Tai Chi. I'm yes. not super familiar with Tai Chi and meditation, but these these types of things um, sound kind of like they would help in that recovery process as well, kind of help people clear their mind, sort of that whole body wellness. Is that Was that part of the thought process in putting these activities together for this event? Yes. You know, we, you know, part of, you know, with, with any addiction, it's a habit, right? It's an unhealthy habit. So what we want to start promoting, especially in recovery, are healthy habits, healthy activities that you can engage in that can help you process whatever you're struggling with processing. Um, you don't have to run to the, you know, unhealthy things that maybe you did before that kind of got you in the place you are now. So things like Tai Chi, um, we're also going to have a sound bowl, um, meditation activity that we're really excited about. We're going to have essential making essential oils, you know, we're going to have things as simple as like playing cornhole, you know? And I think that's part of exactly what you're saying is wellness. This, these are what healthy activities look like. This is what connection looks like, you know, things that maybe people would never really you know, entertain, you know, if you're, we're thinking about a 50 year old gentleman who's like, I've never done Tai Chi in my life. Well, now you have the opportunity to come and try it for free and see if it's something that you would like to continue and in, in your recovery journey, if you find it beneficial, right? Like, so it gives a little, it gives a chance for people to participate in things they wouldn't normally think of as well when it comes to wellness. Um, and hopefully that will, they'll continue that behavior moving forward. They'll find fun in it. They'll find um, it to be cathartic activities for them. Well, it sounds like an amazing event. And, you know, I know everyone at the council is really proud of everybody then all the work that they put into it. Is there still time for any partners that might be listening to get involved? Is is there still time to kind of join up to sign up for a table maybe and do some hand out some materials? Absolutely. What can someone yeah. So I'm, I'm interrupting you so quickly, Jeffrey. I'm so sorry. You wanna... You're a Christian. It's good. <laughs> Um, for so anyone who wants a table, so I will encourage them to email me directly. Um, you know, because that is a, a direct tabling link that I would send them to sign up. Uh, they have really so our event is September 9th. So as long as tablers get back to me uh by Wednesday, we can certainly accommodate them and have them come and you know, you know, bring whatever resources we they want to bring. So, you know, we're really trying to encourage recovery outlets to come or just wellness outlets to come, um, community resources as well. You know, there's a lot of resources out in the community that I think people in recovery aren't aware of that could help them further along in their recovery. Um, so we, yes, there is still time for tablers to get involved um, and they can reach out to me directly. I make it very easy. As soon as they register to table, I will send them all the rest of the details they need to know in terms of arrival time and what pavilion will be located at. Um, which will be Pavilion One, um, just in case. I wanted to plug that somewhere because I just have a feeling that someone's going to want to come and they're not going to register and they're not going to be and they're going to come to the park and not know where to find us. We are at Pavilion One, uh, so you just got to drive into the park at Bodwin Park, go all the way around, and you will see um, us celebrating recovery. Well, it sounds like a great event for the whole family, and you know I know everyone's looking forward to it. Again. I'm going to take a chance, and Justina's email is jf, as in Frank, E-R-R-A-R-A, at nycpg.org, and you can email Justina directly for any information that you might need. Um, I know just from talking to Justina, she'll be on her computer spending an awful lot of time in her email today, mm -hmm. so we look forward to that. Are there, as we wrap things up, 
so moving forward, you know, social media is a very important part of pretty much what everybody does. Are there any specific hashtags that people can look out for or use in their social media um, for re for this recovery month? Is there any hashtags that we should be looking for or utilizing? You know, that's actually a great question. I, I've been so invested with the recovery events. Uh, I have not even thought of a hashtag to use. If we, um, you can use hashtag recovery or hashtag recovery month and the council will be posting um, a lot of recovery um, oriented posts this uh, this month. So feel free to, you know, follow along on our New York Council on Problem Gambling pages. We're on Facebook and Twitter. And um, yeah, we'll be sharing from there. And, you know, it helps us even just to get the word out, right? Just by sharing a post, it's so simple. And you can help reach those who are in recovery or, or who are, you know, needing that extra, extra step to, to call that number and, and start their recovery journey. Yeah. And I would say this because our event is going to be so early and, you know, we're already starting to post, I would say by the end of next week, if you go to the, the New York council on problem gambling's Facebook page, you'll start to see the hashtags that we create. Um, and you can just kind of, you know, build from there and you'll see what we use and, you know, hopefully we can just get the messaging out there, but uh, I don't think it's going to be anything too much outside the box. I think it could be what you expect when you're looking for a hashtag for recovery month. So it definitely sounds like an, uh, nyproblemgambling.org is a great resource for recovery month. Justina, is there is there anything else you wanted to share? Is there anything that we may not have covered that you might have wanted to talk about for recovery month as we wrap it up here? Um, you know, I think I just want to hone in on the message that this month, recovery month, should be a joyous month for everybody, you know, because everyone's in recovery from something and everyone it searches for wellness um, to just better their overall life. So if if you feel that you're in recovery from anything um, and, you know, for, you know, especially gambling harm, this is a month that you should be celebrating those strides because we talked about commemorating um, the strides that people make. And you had talked about, you know, the recovery journey. It's hard work to get to the recovery journey. You know, it's not easy to face, you know, your inner demons or, you know, whatever you're struggling with and put the work in and be vulnerable. That's all hard work. It takes a lot of courage. And if you're able to do that and get to a point where you can start talking about recovery and walking the path of recovery, this should be a, a joyous month for you. Uh, really a joyous year. But, you know, if, if, if September is, you know, National Recovery Month, Awareness Month, you know, do things that make you happy, do things that, you know, um, promote wellness for you um, and be proud of yourselves because this is a great month for everyone who's kind of overcome any kind of challenge in their life. Very, very well said, Justine. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate all the information you shared. Um, good luck with your event. It sounds like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We're looking forward to seeing lots of pictures that we can share on social media. Again, my name is Jeffrey Weirs Bicky. With me was Colleen Jones and Justina Ferreira. And we, for you, those of you out there that are in recovery, we, we want to celebrate you and the strength that you've had through this journey. Um, and thank you and have a great day. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.